This is a Federal News Network podcast. Last week, we aired an interview with the executive vice president of the union representing air traffic controllers. Controllers support the entire aviation system of the United States. But there's another group, perhaps less well-known, that keeps the air traffic controllers going. They're the technical operations people who maintain the immensely complex electronic infrastructure. They're also members of the Professional Aviation Safety Specialist Union, PASS, whose president, Mike Perrone, joins me now. Mr. Perrone, good to have you on. Good morning, and thanks, Todd, for having me on. So how has the FAA and the PASS gotten along during this whole COVID-19 issue, and what are some of the problems that your members are facing as they do their daily work that can't be done telephonically? We've been uh, working real well with the agency, collaborating with them. We started out when this first really came about, having daily meetings, sometimes multiple meetings, providing information both from the field level, my folks uh, reporting upwards, and with the FAA, just to identify issues and concerns. And one of the advantages that we were able to work with the agency is a lot of our folks, technical folks, have to be near the facilities working on the equipment. And uh, obviously the decrease in flights, they've been able to do a lot more teleworking. So they've been social distancing, working away from the big facilities, only going in when they need to maintain equipment or uh, fix uh, outages. So that's been really helping to social distancing the, the folks, both the air traffic controllers and the technicians. Got it. I didn't realize they could. Is it possible for them to monitor the state of the equipment from a distance, you know, remotely? They can, and then a lot of them also are going into other facilities. Our equipment's not, you know, you think of the FAA, you see the air traffic control tower when you drive up to the airport. Our folks work in towers, the TRACONs, the centers, but a lot of the equipment is all over the airport field, out and um, across the country, from mountaintops in Alaska to high desert to out in the ocean. And so they're spread out working at some of this equipment remotely as well. And then they can monitor the equipment uh, remotely. But the actual fixing, if they have to change a computer board out or fix a, a power supply, they have to go in and they take uh, care of how they do that and make sure that they protect everybody, clean the equipment, clean themselves, disinfect, and do their job. So in other words, something they might have to fix could be in one of those little boxes that have a red and white checkerboard out on the edge of a runway, or it could be right under the feet of an air traffic controller. Correct. The equipment, you know, for example, the navigational equipment, the ILS, the red box, red and white boxes that help the uh, pilots land, they can go out there and work on that. And unfortunately, being so small, if they need more than one person, then they got to take extreme caution, mask and, and rubber gloves and everything to make sure that they protect each other. When they go into the facility with the air traffic controllers, they have to, um, and they've done this a few times where they've removed the controllers from one position to work on the equipment and then brought them back. There's been some extremes, like in Florida, where they actually shut down the air traffic control facility. Our technicians moved equipment over to another location outside the building, set them up, and then they had the uh, cleaning crew come in, clean it to a high level, then brought all the equipment back and set them back up. Now, these different procedures for the different situations, were you able to work these out in advance or perhaps maybe had to do some improvisation to arrive at what to do if X, Y, or Z happens? A little bit of both. Uh, You know, we've been, again, working a lot of disasters, unfortunately, you know, hurricanes and and so forth. Uh, So there's been procedures in place for some of that. This is nationwide, worldwide. So they've had to improvise some of the ways that they've adapted. Cleaning is probably the biggest thing to make sure that they clean 
the equipment prior to any spare parts going into the facility and cleaning afterwards, making sure that their traffic is removed from the facility or the area. So there's been a little bit of both, improvising, making sure everybody's safe, and then putting everything back to normal. We're speaking with Mike Perone. He's president of the Professional Aviation Safety Specialists, or PASS. And in working with some of this equipment, is there, I guess, an ongoing danger of, say, electricity or static or high voltage that they have to deal with in addition to the difficulty of being close to other people or having stuff that has to be sanitized coming in or out? Yeah, I mean, the normal equipment has uh, anywhere from a small amount of voltage, 5-volt voltage, uh, to tens of thousands of volts. And our folks are trained uh, in that to make sure they properly disconnect and remove any hazards to do do the work, do the job. And they've been trained. They're highly skilled. People think you know, it's just a computer or, or a monitor. It's, it's a lot more than that. And it varies from light lanes outside where the pilots fly in, uh, ILS systems, navigational systems, power supplies. You know, one of the biggest issues is the power that has to run everything. And our uh, folks in the environmental have that mostly the danger of the high voltage with batteries or electricity. But again, they're trained in how to minimize that and to work on the system safely. Now, there have been a few dozen cases of coronavirus among air traffic controllers. What is the experience so far among PASS members? There's been some cases of our folks that we represent that have the virus, whether they got it through air traffic controllers that were diagnosed or whether they got it in the public. And every day we have telcons with the FAA and with medical folks that go through the process of with those people in areas of our folks where they work, where they diagnose positive, and then take precautions to isolate them, quarantine them. But we've been fortunate to have not as many as the air traffic controllers have. Got it. And it sounds like, though, maybe from the procedures you've set up and from working with the FAA, the safest place they can be is on the job. Yeah, they, they work, again, the minimum shifts, minimum amount of people going into the facilities. They're in the back rooms. They're in other locations other than where the air traffic folks are. So they've spread out as much as they can at the larger facilities. The smaller facilities, they do a lot more teleworking, a lot more social distancing. So that's really helped in that regard. And the agency has been really working well with us to make sure as occurrences happen that they mitigate any more people getting infected if they're found positive. And just for the record, are most of the members former controllers or do they come up through electronics ranks? What, what does it take to become a tech ops person? For FAA. So our folks are uh, technicians, a lot of them military. We have a, a high membership of, of military folks that come up from different branches that have the electronic background. There are some that have other diverse backgrounds, but mostly the, the technical in nature, learning uh, from the military or from industry. They maintain the equipment, certify the equipment, and monitor. So it's, it's mostly the technical background that our folks have. We also have folks that we represent uh, other than the technical folks, uh, aviation safety inspectors, they oversee the entire aviation industry, the pilots, the engineers, the technicians that maintain the equipment for the airlines. And those folks come from industry, same thing, their background, their pilots, they've flown airplanes, their mechanics, and so forth. And then we've had engineering services folks. Those are the folks that they build and help renovate towers, tracons, and other facilities. So we have a diverse workforce besides the technicians. Mike Perone is president of the Professional Aviation Safety Specialists, or PASS. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. appreciate it. 
We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.